0: If you go to miamighostchronicles.com you can find links to the shows mp3 files which you can download or links to your favorite platform like itunes spreaker soundcloud and all other major sources you can find information for upcoming and past talk show appearances as well as new book projects at marlenepardo.com you can also purchase books and merchandise there and you can visit my author page on Amazon at Marlene Pardo Due to popular demand, I'm narrating my true believer stories that I've collected throughout the years in a new series called Supernatural Storytime. You can find links at SupernaturalStorytime.com. If you are into classic horror, ghost, and adventure stories, I narrate some of those at Nightshade Diary. And you can find links at NightshadeDiary.com. If you would like to read noteworthy news about the paranormal world, true crime, conspiracy stories, and anything that is just plain weird, you can visit the Stranger Than Fiction Stories tab at MiamiGhostChronicles.com. I do want to thank you all for being part of my audience, and I think you are all wonderful. Hi, everybody. This is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicles Stories of the Supernatural. How is everybody doing? Good, I hope. Today I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing great uh i know a lot of people have asked me how's the micro farm coming along it's coming along Uh, a lot of rain here in south florida which i'm very happy about uh it gets in the way of doing a lot of stuff but uh it's great when you're into farming as i've said before uh but anyway let's get on to the really important stuff which is who the guest is or guests in this case we have two two for the price of one okay and um this is uh a couple their name is brian and linda purdy and they are the co-founders of elite vegas paranormal society which they established back in 2008 and uh they are paranormal investigators and usually what they do is like a lot of paranormal investigators is help families who are in need of assistance with paranormal activity um along with their son david they've been featured on ghost adventures aftershocks and david purdy was a cast member in the hit we tv series ghost in the hood now <clears throat> as you could tell and, and you know I've spoken about this before about groups that last that have a history because nowadays a lot of uh groups get together and within the first 12 or even 24 months that's it their history they fall apart uh either lack of experience or people it's just they they did, they believed the hype of some of the paranormal shows and they didn't realize that a lot of times you go on investigations that Either they're boring or nothing happens, and then it's like, wow, this is nothing like what I saw on TV. So, again, um, you know, I'm very excited when I come across a group that's been together for a while because they've got great stories to tell, and uh, that usually indicates a good understanding of what I've said before. The supernatural is not an on-demand thing, despite what we may see in some shows sometimes it does it goes on full display but there's a lot of times that's either very subtle or just that's it doesn't mean nothing's there but it just doesn't cooperate the way we would like it to but anyway let me welcome them to the show how are you doing today how are you Good doing up. tonight how are you, brian and linda great and i'm so excited to have you both here and what i wanted to ask you both and please answer whichever or you would like is how did you get involved in the paranormal uh, childhood experience or what happened?
1: Everything.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, which is true, but mainly because of our son David.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: And further back, further back when I was a teenager, I had some experiences. And so we, you know, at that time when I was younger, there was no internet right you know magazines and books and stuff but really nothing out there to kind of explain what Mm -hmm. i was going through so i just dealt with it you know fear
0: difficult times sleeping you know linda lived in a a, a,
2: basically an amityville
0: horror oh my god okay i gotta hear these stories because it sounds like it wasn't like you know because i've had some people that have had like maybe one or two things when they were a kid but that was it was like a one or two time thing and never again but it sounds like you guys it was repetition and what what's going on with you guys yeah, yeah I mean, because
2: brian had experience i had experiences when we were young but then again you grow up and you don't
0: right think about
2: right it. yeah and, and then, this is before yeah.
1: any shows were out there yeah, there was right. you know when i was a kid i used to go to the tgny i don't even know if they have those anymore <laughs> no. but i used to go up there and you know i'd spend a dollar getting about four magazines you know they were on ufos and bigfoot yeah. and and stuff but they were really just stories yeah so they really and explain, it, it fueled my interest, but it didn't really explain what was going on, what was happening. So as a kid, you, you know, you just chalk it up to being afraid of, of the dark. You know, the, the monster's under my bed, it's in my closet, whatever. Um, but I had episodes of, of um, what they call sleep paralysis. Oh, you did, wow. So I was about, I was I think I was about 17, and I remember waking up in the morning and I couldn't lift my body. I couldn't lift my head, and I okay. was freaked, okay. but I was awake, yeah. and it, it didn't, I'm in the medical field, so I understand mm-hmm. what sleep paralysis is, but this didn't feel like sleep paralysis. From what I've read, sleep paralysis is, this actually felt like something was holding me down, so I freaked out. I called for my mom. My mom came in, and of course, as all moms do, um, she yeah. said, you're going to school,
0: <laughs> you know, I have to laugh because, yeah, she's thinking you're like you're 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 putting her on. You're like, yeah, trying to get out from going to school. Yeah, I'm guilty stuff like that. I am, but
1: this was not. This was the real deal, and, and it's it it scared the hell out of me. Yeah. So, I I had no one to tell, no one to talk to about. It was later on uh when our son David was starting to. He was five. Yeah,
2: he started night terrors. And then he started walking in his sleep. And then he started, like, having conversations in the daytime with certain things, or something there. Um, so at that time, I think, um, uh, what was it? The first? Scariest
0: Places on Earth.
2: Yeah, Horizont. Okay, I
0: remember that show. Yeah,
2: right? Most Haunted. And then Ghost Hunters at the beginning stages. And we're like, We started
1: oh. to find more research material at that time. And we started to... Like Look, books, not. Right. I mean, so, the
2: internet was very, very new. At yeah. First,
1: time. first things first, we took him to the doctor. Yeah. Right. Doctor, high sugar diet, high fatty diet. Yeah, he, yeah. He's not burning off, so he's still got energy when he goes to sleep. Okay. The problem is, Linda doesn't cook that way,
0: and, and he's Dave, never him, yeah. to this
1: day doesn't eat sweet. He's not a sweet eater. Right. Just, right. And we'd bring a big old bag, and at that time we had a business in New Mexico, and we'd take it every day and put it on our counter so that the clients would eat it because he wouldn't
0: you know so, what I, I and i know maybe sometimes the doctors they give some advice versus saying i really don't know but still you know you could be a kid that's got extra energies but between that and night terrors there's a big difference well, and,
2: and then it was just more like we could just see him like you know he was speaking to someone like wow
0: that. yeah see right. yeah. it
1: would be searching and he's saying, they're telling me I have to find it. He's digging through his, his toy box right, yeah. and he's throwing stuff out. And he goes, I gotta find it. They're telling me I have to find it. And we're like, what, what are you talking about? And, and he he's, yeah. seems awake, but he's asleep. So we get him back to the bed and he finally wake up. And then he's like, what are you guys doing?
2: Yeah. So wow. it was for him to this day, he's 27 now. And, but he will always remember where it was, Brit. He always feels like, and even our, our, daughter, our daughter too, when we moved into this house, there was a little, hall space, but we didn't know, it was at the end of the hallway. We just barely moved it in. It in a closet. Yeah, we didn't even know it was there. They okay. found it. And, When we weren't there. Yeah, when we weren't there, of course. But for David, he goes, I clearly remember we opened it, because he goes, I honestly felt
0: that we opened something. We okay. left like something. You know, I've heard of that. I've heard of stuff like that. Where people open up some either closet or hidden room or stuff like that. And stuff, something happens, something, you know, it changes. They they, Then they start experiencing things. I've heard of that before.
1: This was a, this was a, it was an older
0: home. But not like.
1: But not, we're not talking hundreds of years years old. You know, maybe 30, 40 years old. Mm -hmm. And. Well, this
2: recent about. Five years ago yeah about five years ago we went back home and we just, we just drove to by it. and there was a lady outside and we just thought oh hey hi that's know?
1: linda linda will stop and talk <laughs> to strangers so she got out but she was watering the plants and we were just admiring the work that she would kept up the yard that we we had it uh-huh. and linda said hey do you mind if we take a look we told her who we were she goes
0: so you're the Purdies." wow and, and you're everybody- like okay is that good or bad you know i was like okay <laughs>
2: We walked in and it was like she did not change anything.
1: The curtains, the carpet. Wow. She
2: did yes. exactly how we left it. And, and this has been yeah. eight eight, nine years. Yeah. That we've been that's odd.
1: that's incredible because
2: Yeah. It's kinda of odd. Though. And we we're in the
1: backyard. Of- we we're in the backyard because there was an old lantern that I my grandfather uh, I got from my grandfather's ranch and I left it there and I, I hated that I forgot it. So I asked her if I could have it, she was absolutely take it. So that was very oh, okay. nice.
2: And after that, she asked, she goes,
1: can I ask you a question? And we're like, sure. And she goes, is this place haunted? <gasps> oh. So she started telling us about the stories that she was having yeah. with okay. her son in the same bedroom.
2: Yeah. Oh my God.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was Doors opening,
2: closing, things like that. Cause this, this house did do that. There were things that just happened in this house.
0: Yeah. Can you imagine? A, I mean, what talk about validating something? Yes,
1: yes. that's that, incredible. It doesn't happen, but when it happens, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like wow, that was that was
0: something. And that she happened. and and that's you know when you met her. I mean, what are the chances you go in there? She's got everything the same way, and then she asks you that question, and you're like, she's what? Sad.
2: She even had still where you know the markings of our kids, you know their the right. Kids. Yeah,
0: the growth. Yeah, the the things where you mark off their height.
1: She was going through a divorce. Uh huh. She and her son got a deal on this house, and the landlord was amazing. He was a great guy. He treated us very well. Um, but she said that she was so doubtful once she bought this house that she she was didn't know if she made the right move. This whole month. She went and she laid in, in the bed in the back room after a long day of moving, turned off the lights, and on the ceiling were all the little plastic glow in the dark stars that okay. we had put up for the kids. Okay. And she goes, saw those stars, I knew this was the
0: right house. There you go. Yeah. And she's comfortable after yeah.
2: that.
0: And we're still friends with her today. Yeah,
2: Facebook friends, yeah.
0: <laughs> Let me ask you something. When you guys moved away, what what happened with your son's night terrors? Did he stop experiencing things when you guys moved out of there?
2: Well, he did. When he got older, but still to this day, okay. he needs to take or he'll take melatonin because his dreams. So they come to him in his yeah, dreams. We found this out over time. Okay. Like what was happening? You know, meeting, uh, uh, just getting into this field, we were able to meet you know mediums and just meet people. Right. Uh, Team members. Yeah, you know, and then we started figuring it out. Uh, with our son so basically he is a medium in some sort of way but this they, they just he's able to see him in his dreams and okay
0: so mm-hmm. okay okay because people don't realize that a medium and a psychic are two different things you could be a psychic and not necessarily a medium so
1: right. he said that's the best way I could yeah I right. Have, right
0: right right they tend to come to him in his dreams and he remembers yes. vividly yes.
2: every which which
0: they say that happens a lot of times when you're really young and you start getting them coming, trying to communicate with you. And you're a child and you are basically, for lack of a better word, wigging out like, I can't take this because they, there's no boundaries there. They want to talk about things that shouldn't, shouldn't hear about, you know, maybe some, maybe how they were killed or, you know, they come looking really horrible looking. And that's why, yeah, yes. that, that makes a lot of sense as far as. A lot of kids, and if the family, thankfully, you guys were like receptive to like thinking of what was going on. Like you said, the first thing, of course, you take your kid to the doctor, but then you were like open to like thinking, okay, so what is really going on here with him?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's we've always been that way, and I I think that's why we stayed in this field so long because we still, you know, we've we've experienced, we've gotten to the point where we realize there's nothing. We, we can't prove it to anybody else, right. but we were able to prove it for ourselves. And, and sometimes and that's all that really matters at the end of the day. That's what of. you can really do because, you know, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I tell people, you know, what kind of evidence would you be able to provide to really prove to somebody, you know, that, that spirits or ghosts exist? exactly I mean, yeah. somebody would knock it down somebody would say it's cg or yeah it's-
0: whatever especially nowadays with stuff like uh that what they can do with all this like you said uh you know all the computer programs that can alter stuff almost seamlessly for you know like right. very difficult to detect let me ask you linda you said that you grew up like an amityville house what was what happened
2: oh, when i
1: when i I, ne- I never saw it uh you know we we met later in life <clears throat> and she had moved out of this house and a year or two ago, we went to Albuquerque to visit family. And she goes, you know what, we have time, we're driving around, I wanna take you by my old house on 12th Street. 9th okay. Street. Whatever. <laughs> so we we did, we went down there, and I go, you lived in frickin' Amityville Because
2: <laughs> That's what it looked like, yeah. The windows, uh-huh. the windows. The same little
1: shape to it, the window, two little windows in the top. Like oh, that yeah. Dutch colonial thing, yeah,
0: wow.
2: That house had so much going on, I mean one, one, I definitely always saw shadows. I remember just things moving around. I do that. But, it, like, we would have the mirror. You know, one of those, remember those mirrors that were, like, bolted into the the walls, you know, where they all yes. the screws. And it was just, you know, the mirror itself, no frame or anything.
0: Right.
1: You know, yeah. kind of thing. I mean.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it just came shattered. The screws were there, but the middle just, just fell. Wow. Things like that. Yeah. Um, we used to live on the bottom portion of the house and then the rooms would be rented on top mm-hmm. I'm telling you in the middle room always something happened with those people that lived there we had a couple that was like domestic fighting and then all of us sudden next thing you know a few weeks later they were found dead we had yeah we had a woman a Another uh, woman that lived there a few after that, she was like um, beaten up really bad. <laughs> it, was, it was like this room. It was crazy. She told me
1: there was a lady living under your
2: steps. Oh yeah, a lady lived under our, underneath our house. <coughs> the front steps. Uh, what? She was living underneath our house, in a, underneath the house under the front steps. A vagrant.
0: Step. Yeah. Oh, like, was, a, like that crawl space that you have underneath the house? No, they have the oh. front porch, and the lattice work. Yeah. On the bottom. Uh-huh.
1: Living under yeah. there.
0: Yeah. So when did you guys how did you guys <laughs> realize this? No I'm way. sorry, I'm laughing, but I it, it's Yeah, we just did. So
2: weird. And I remember going down the basement and uh-huh. there was this area and I remember there was like this hole in this the wall. It was just weird. It was a hole in the wall. But I used to always think, oh, like something's that I always felt something was there and I would always go go close that door. Uh-huh. And every time uh-huh. that door would always be open because I would ask my mom, I remember, like, did you open the door? She goes, what are you talking about? You know, right, so my yeah. mom would <laughs> go down there do laundry. And she goes, I don't, I go, I shut the door. She goes, I don't open the door. <laughs> I would always shut that door because I, that was, and I can still in my head still see that hole in the wall that I knew something was there. But we'd always have things move. Things would always be missing. I would always see shadows. But again, I was a kid and I mean, it was so weird you know i was never afraid yeah that's
0: that's what i tell everybody you know when you're a kid what are you gonna do where are you gonna go you you're like you're stuck it's like you know Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, but we had i mean lots and lots
2: of things always happen in that house
0: yeah it sounds like you've got that cursed apartment which was like you sure you (laughs) want to move there Yeah. I know I, 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 places like that that you think, why in that specific? I mean, think, bad things happen to people. It's not like, come on, you know, that's understandable. But sometimes, like you said, when you see like everybody that moves there, man, it's a catastrophe happens to these people. Like like... in that room, you know, yeah. it's
1: all bad energy. So anybody that moves there has some something. sort
0: of yeah.
2: the something catastrophe. Was of that. Yeah. It was. It was. It was like Did that you
0: that ever was. know any history about the house it was about or was house? it old or anything like that?
2: i've never even thought
0: about researching
1: it now what? that you said that i should research it's it. downtown albuquerque so it's in it's in a part of the oldest part the of oldest part
0: yeah of i was Al- gonna that. say if it's downtown yeah that's usually the oldest part of a, of a city is usually that downtown area so yeah more than likely it's it's older it's got history you know yeah. so, like that you know,
1: in new mexico or you know adobe style and stuff. So mm-hmm. to see a colonial type or, yeah. or a barn shape is really rare i mean those were
0: not very uh, often that you would see people. Yeah.
2: Wow. That's I, I need to do that just to see. That's interesting. Never even thought of it. Isn't that funny? Never even but thought you
0: know of what? And, and and that part where you say about the lady that in your crossway because the house I live in now, it's got a significant crawl space. I mean, we don't have basements down here in South Florida because we got, like, limestone. You'd have to dynamite to get a hold. But this house is an older house, and it's got the, a pretty big crawl space. I mean, we've got, as a matter of fact, we got lattice You know, we put up so that we don't get any bigger animals going in there, you know, because the last thing I want is about the only thing that can get in there is maybe, uh, you know, a rat or a toad or something, but nothing bigger. Right. You know, but I'm I'm just thinking, you know, a human being is like, what? But yeah. um, Yeah, it
2: was because I remember with my sister, she was on the phone and it was one with the long cord and she was just walking in and out. Kitchen on the porch, and she saw this lady crawl down, and she's like, "Mom!" And I it. Like, oh oh and then my freedom you because know, I was in the living room, and we all got scared. And my mom comes running out. She's like, "Oh my god!" And she's calling the police. Yeah,
0: of course, of course, man. Talk about man. That's like that but that's a great story. That's a great story. So here you are, you you know obviously like you said you you got interested in the paranormal because you know trying to help your son and like you said and i i I tell everybody you know what when i got into paranormal investigation which is in the 90s you had to develop i mean you had to pay to develop film you know people don't think that there was upon a time there was no such thing as digital photography it would cost you a lot of money uh and of course back then there was maybe a camera there was not all the stuff that they've got available now uh, as far as you, if you were going to do investigations and even then if you used a camera talk about you had to be absolutely lucky very lucky to capture something Um yes. on on film uh, and then of course you would spend the money on it and you know and a lot of it i tell people you know the the human beings and i'm not talking about the psychics besides being you were the best instrument, you know. You've sometimes felt a draft, you got the prickly skin, you know, and after a while, you kind of developed a sensitivity. You know, you were kind of honest with yourself, as in, okay, you know, in other words, you weren't trying to create a feeling. It was like, okay, this feels, I'm feeling something, either the, you know, electrostatic charge, uh, the prickly feeling, the cold draft, or just sometimes a really bad feeling of dread. But, um, sometimes I, I think that recently a lot of the equipment has taken away from the how effective humans are the human body is for for picking up you know, on paranormal activity it's funny because we we you know we
1: were like any any chance we had something new came out we bought it yeah we bought it we tested out we have tons of stuff that that we may have failed <laughs> yeah it, it didn't yeah. live up to expectations so we just we sidelined and we had an investigation that we did. Uh, for a family this past week and we walked out of here I mean we have cases I mean cases and cases of equipment right we walked out with one case one camera that's what we we took yeah. to this investigation because we found that you know there's a few key pieces that can give you information right really talking to the family listening yes you know use your 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 uh,
0: senses that's that's the best. Right. ones uh, right. you have to this day right yeah i mean yeah you try to think of uh you know the, the you know okay let's find a non-supernatural reason for what you're experiencing you know obviously you want to go down that route right. but then you know and, and sometimes it's a question sometimes it's the timing is good and it's you get a lot of you know and also um I, you know a lot of people i, I want to say that sometimes, especially with a lot of the shows, people jump to the conclusion too quickly that it's paranormal, or it's a ghost. It is. And sometimes you have to like say, "Wait, let's take it one step at a time." Tell me again, what is what are you experiencing? You know, like what what's going on? What's this? What's that? And they're like, "No, but it's a ghost." I was like, "Wait, wait, yeah, <laughs> let's." let's... We the shows, obviously, we 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 don't we love them all. Um, it's entertainment, mm-hmm. and I tell
1: people because a lot of people will dog them, and I just say, "Look, guys." Our phones ring because it's in the public. Right. It's being out there in mass, and and that's But it's why our
2: I, job to educate the right public. Right. It's wow. our
1: job to go out there and say, "Look, there's there's hours where you sit in yes, and you don't, God. yes. It's quiet. It's boring. Yeah. You know, everybody thinks you're you know running down a hallway screaming because something happened. That isn't right. always the
0: case. And we tell yeah. our
1: clients, "Thing, hey, we'll go into your home." Um, we want you to stay there. We want mm-hmm. you to be there. right, right. Remove the catalyst. I don't
0: mm-hmm. want to take
1: out people that may be yeah. the ones the ghosts are interacting, the spirits are interacting. Mm-hmm. So we have them stay there, we have conversation, we talk in normal tones, and we just listen. You know? Exactly. And if something, if something happens, great. A lot of times it doesn't. A lot of times yeah. it takes many returns before mm-hmm. we ever see any kind of evidence.
0: Right. And and i've been you know especially if you're talking an intelligent haunting well, if it's a residual i know sometimes it's cyclical and if you're yeah. not there at the right time right date nothing yeah. but even yeah. sometimes intelligent hauntings despite what some people think there are some entities that do not want to communicate with humans yeah. and they make themselves scarce especially when there's a paranormal team in the house they kind of yeah. like hide out you they know send, they send they, they, they're,
2: they're like a cat. they're like oops
0: yeah yes yes you know you have the other ones that don't but there's a lot of them uh that it's almost like okay let me just make myself scarce until they go away go away go away go away go away. you know and then they don't do any manifestation they they're very subtle and um it's really weird I, i i've come across that before and or things start happening towards the very end after you've been there a few hours they're getting comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Like they're almost like, okay, well, and then things start it, picking up.
1: If you go visit friends for the first time and they have kids, yeah. you know, friends and stuff, their kids kind of stay in the bedroom. They kind of lag back because they're not ready to come out. And then by the end of the evening,
0: they're out there, you know, they're crawling in your lap, you know. it's Right. Little, you or know, even- they're, they were people too. Well, you know what? And one of the things I noticed, and this was after, you know, I, when you do X amount of investigations, you start, like you said, you start seeing a pattern. Um, that thing about after hours, I realized, like, once you're there, like, you know, like, if things are set up, in other words, set up, it's quieted down. Sometimes, depending on what time you're there, you know, it might be, like, later at night or early morning, you know. In other words, very little activity, very little noise. Correct. It, and the actually, like, the energy level on the investigators have dropped. You know, either people are sitting, waiting, you know, like some people are even dozing in some cases. And it's Mm -hmm. almost when everything drops energy level, almost like, you know, haven't you ever heard of people having experiences when they're falling asleep? Like it's almost. You can't tell if it's the dream state. or not. It's like when everybody calms down or something happens that all of a sudden you start, you know, besides the fact, of course, that it's quieter. That it's almost up. allows them to come in and you know i mean there's maybe a part that we don't understand fully It, but i've seen that that's when there's an uptick of manifestations whether it's auditory or something that you see or cold yep. spot, whatever, whatever you know whatever's going on there uh it's almost like when everybody brings their energy down and almost like when you said when you're like thinking i'm really bored and how long yep. am i gonna be here <laughs> i like Linda, Linda always tells people, um, you know, don't
1: be afraid to have a conversation, because yes. sometimes when yes, you take your yes. focus off of them, and we're talking in a normal tone about, you know, give, tell me something else that's happened, or whatever, whatever, give me more information on it, then all of a sudden something happens, because yes, you're not yes. focused on them, so you're not paying attention to them, so they're like, Wait, come back over here. Remember me? When when we always go
2: into uh, when we go to a a, a house, uh, uh, when we're investigating a home, I immediately turn on the recorder. Right. Mm -hmm. And why I do that is because we're just talking, and then you, I don't know, you capture so much more. And I that just because everyone's comfortable, and then. When you review it and actually we still have to review this one that we just did i know we're going to capture something because we had a lot of just conversations of them
0: telling us what was going
2: on and then also just side conversations of just
0: talking there will be something there exactly you know you hear like exactly like what you said like they're not getting the attention and you hear like a noise like some other part like yep. something drops or something that you're like okay <laughs> it's almost like, okay, you need to, you know, weren't we the stars? Were we pay yeah. attention to us again? Yeah. Uh, yes, I, I, I've i had that experience as well. And um, let me ask you, and I ask it: how about coming across investigations where have, that you have to tell your client, look, uh, because you're not going to call them liars, but I don't think there's anything here that's supernatural. Have you ever had that situation and they don't yeah. want to take your word for it because they insist? We we tell them you know what
1: there's plenty of other teams out here that that you you know bring out we did not capture anything you know we may want to come out again in a few weeks or something and see if you know the energy is different whatever I said it doesn't always happen on cue Mm -hmm. um, which they usually expect of Um, course yeah a lot of times clients play it up a little bit
0: you know it would happen
1: every night at this time and you go there and it's like. But, you know, not I, not but I
2: have to say, though, we are very particular on what cases we are going right. to investigate from home. Okay. Um, we, I would say, what, maybe a handful, if anything, a year, maybe. Okay. But it's because we have a process. We have our case manager. She's also a registered nurse. Mm-hmm. So they call in, she'll ask them certain questions. She'll say, sure. oh, so, these yes. are very similar. She'll let them know, and she will, get that information and then
0: she's like yeah this is something more there's
1: alcohol there's drug abuse right Right. people
0: don't don't that that will alter your perception of reality quite drastically
1: (laughs) yeah and for us the big key is when they email or they phone and they say there's i think there's a demon in my house yeah that's another one yeah big cue for us so we have people in town that are are we'll jump on it yeah we'll give it to them that's their they say that's their specialty you know I'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna go mess with something that i'm not trained to handle of course um, not of course not. We, we, and,
0: and, and it's surprising though i have to say though and i think it's I'm, I'm not gonna say it doesn't exist but sometimes people go there too quickly also because okay. i think it's like you know do you really realize what you think if it is accurate do you real, mm-hmm. realize what kind of headache you're talking about what a problem that truly is and, and, or just how just like you said just they like, jump to that right away
2: yes
1: they don't get bad overnight it's not going to go away overnight and this is a process and we have to you know they're like well i just want you to get rid of it i said i need to know what it is
0: yeah exactly (laughs) exactly
1: i can go in there you want to save your house save your house the one cup i know one couple that did that and it pissed it off you know well
0: you know what and i'm glad you brought that up have you ever done cleanups and what i mean by cleanup gone in after some team that was people, yeah. provocation, yeah. confrontation, or inexperience, stupidity, whatever you want to call it. And then- all the bug. Yeah. Have you guys no. gone in on a case after, you know, when then the people are, the poor client is pulling their hair out thinking, oh my God. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, people call all the time and say, well, we had this other group come out. And
1: I said, look, when you call and they, if, if, if you call somebody and they leave the house 10 minutes later, uh-huh. they're ghost hunters. They're ghost hunters. They want to go. They want the threat of sitting in a, in a strange place, you know, in the dark with their equipment, and it makes them feel good. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, right. I'm not knocking. Good for right. you. Right. And then there's paranormal investigators. Those are the people that actually have a plan. Right. They're going right. to talk to you. They're going to try to discover about you, about your location. You know, the one we went to this past week, you know, when we got the information, it was one thing. But right. when we interviewed the family, it was many things that it could be. So we were like, it went deeper into the family before these two, this couple ever got together. And and that's part of it. And then then
2: like for us too, now, you know, we do try to research the home and we do try,
0: it's so funny when you said, have you ever tried
2: researching? We've never
0: investigated our home either. Yeah. Right, well, you know what, And, 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 and I don't know, I've had experiences where when you, like you said, you're doing more in depth conversation and you know, the client feels more comfortable with you, you know, and stuff. And then you realize, you know what? It almost sounds like you're haunted. You might have a haunting here, because they start talking about where they've had experiences their whole life, like wherever they go. If this,
2: a, yeah, this, this that's um, exactly what this family. Yeah, is. Okay,
0: yeah,
1: all the individually had things going on in their in their life prior to getting together. So right. uh, it's they the house, we're like going, you know. And then you have those people out here. We have a lot of new homes, and mm-hmm. people are like, something's going on in my house, but no one's ever died here. And I said, well, they have to die in this house. You know, it could be the property it's on. You yeah, know, like, of course. It, it can be a lot of different things. That's why we investigate. We need to go in there and find out what is going
0: on. Right. And um, I've heard also um, some, yeah, it's, it's, it's both ways. I tell, you know, once upon a time, you know, when people would say, well, somebody died in the house. You know, I tell them, you know, once upon a time, not that that long ago, really, people gave birth and died at home. It was normal. It wasn't, yep. there was not morbid. It was, And then they would even have the weights sometimes, you know. Yep. And, but then um, I've also heard that, you know, you kind of think about, but I've heard of hauntings where um, the death, it, I mean, sometimes it's a neighbor, believe it or not, or an accident on that corner. doesn't have to necessarily be exactly, or v- very importantly, what you said, on the land. Because... Or
2: some, attracted to that person or something or yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know? they just They've been high granite, my limestone.
1: So it's just the energy is naturally higher in that
0: area. The high quartz, right? That
1: could it could be nothing to do with that house. It's just the location.
0: Well, I was um I was speaking to a person the other day, and he, he was telling me how um, he had uh, he I guess he lived in a smaller town, okay, and there was a neighbor uh you know you know it's one of these smaller areas you know where everybody knows everybody else, and there was this one guy who had a problem with drinking. And, you know, everybody kind of understood it. And I want to say, I think it was, his, yeah, his grandfather would always help this guy, like help him, like get him off the road or sit him down or take him home. You know, one of those things, like everybody knew this knew. when the guy died, eventually his house got demolished. He started seeing him, the guy in his house, oh. which had his, had been his family's home. In other words, it had belonged to his grandparents. Uh, and then, you know, it stayed in the family. And he says, all of a sudden, he sees this guy and he recognizes him because, I mean, the guy had been dead for quite a while, but it wasn't till after the house got demolished. He had been dead and the house got demolished. Apparently, you know, I guess because of his, um, you know, uh, problems with alcohol, he never repaired it. It was, like, really bad shape where the family afterwards said, like, level it. The next thing he knows, he's seen that guy in his kitchen. (laughs) And it's like, and I'm thinking, well, probably you were... You, you didn't live too far away from him, plus the fact that your grandfather, who was deceased also by that time, was the person that used to help him out and, uh, you know, get him out of harm's way when he was like, had had too, too much to drink. So people don't well, understand sometimes there's tie-ins as to why certain spirits or ghosts appear at certain places. It doesn't necessarily have to be that it was either their house or that they died there or anything like that.
1: That's how they think. This is how we think it's like it
2: had
0: to happen here something had to happen here right right and um and a lot of times and I, when we talk about the land and i don't know if do you remember back i want to say it was either 80s or 90s it was the um god it was that little development in texas oh my god black Hill no black something um, that it was uh that they had sold these houses in texas and then it was like a like the first eight or ten houses, you know, it was like yeah, you could buy like a a customized house, and was, and that everybody then started experiencing, all these hauntings, and later on it turned out that the houses or the development had been built, on a cemetery. Okay, now my point being that because I was reading up on it, God, I could kick myself for not remembering the name of it, Black Hill, not Black Hills, Black. It was in Texas. Wow, but anyway all the i think it was initially 8 houses that all of the neighbors uh and they discovered they discovered that apparently the burials had been it was an african american cemetery and that they had a little town but the town had burnt down and the cemetery had not been used since the 1930s it was not i guess an official cemetery it was but it wasn't in other words the developers themselves of the land it wasn't that they were lying, they themselves didn't know what the use of that land had been for. Okay? And some. my point being that sometimes even when you go into these new developments, the builder or the developer, whoever does the land sale, might not even know themselves right. what was there. How and yeah. Um, you see yeah. a construction
1: site have to get halted yes. because they come across a burial site.
0: Right, right. Well, this is what happened with them. That because they saw that at one point they were saying that they had seen, uh, one of the trees of like an old oak with a like something that was um, like a marker that somebody had put a marker on it. But they couldn't, they couldn't figure it out. And l- later on, it turns out that it was a marker like indicating there was a grave there. And basically, how it came about was, I want to say, it was either him or neighbor was about to build a pool, and you know they were coming in there to dig. And some guy comes up, a real older man, and tells him, hey, by the way, you know that you're going to dig up some graves. And they're like, what? He goes, I know, because it was an older guy. I helped dig. Sure enough, they brought up two coffins. Wow. And that's how they realized, really, then, of course, they started doing the research. Everybody started going back. uh, And the, the haunting got so severe that they tried to get their money back like saying, like, hey, you know, we were sold these, like, in other words, if we would have known that we were buying a house at a they cemetery, doing- but they didn't, were successful, because as it turns out, the developer, it wasn't that they didn't, that they lied to them, they themselves did not know. So, so it was not a registered cemetery, per se, in the county or whatever. Right. They registered that, and they, they ended up moving out. There was a whole story, I think they even made a movie about it. God, I, could, I can't believe it. And I, our email I, people don't realize that there's a lot of even in bigger cities but when they start out there's a lot of places that what i call unofficial graveyards where like uh out here where i'm at they had one when they were building the railroads uh you know they had a lot of people coming from different parts of the country to work on these places and people died or had accidents and some of these people the family didn't claim the bodies and the company you know they had maybe one cemetery like for the citizens. And it was like, okay, nobody's willing to pay for it, but what are we gonna do with this worker? We have to bury them. So they would just say, okay, you know, that corner over there, put them in there. And then of course, eventually people forgot that at one point that that had been used for burying uh, just people that had no family or nobody to claim the bodies.
1: Yeah, basically
0: a potter's field. Yeah, a potter's field, but not even a Potter's field because you know usually you have cemeteries who are have, will say well it's a Potter's field that corner, but this is just like, for nobody forget forget a marker you never you're gonna have a marker there so.
2: Hey, in this is Vegas.
0: Guy. This is Vegas. I mean, it was it was brutal. Yes. You know, this
1: this town didn't happen like other towns. It was very violent.
0: Let me oh, ask geez. you. I I wrote a book. My my first book was about uh, the haunted history of the of uh, old West wicked ladies. Anyway. One of the times I wrote about when I wanted to ask you guys was about Rhyolite. Have you guys been out there? Yes. Is it haunted? Is it, is it really, does it have, I know that it's kind of like nothing's left out there, but. It really isn't. It's, it's, it's just a few
1: scattered remains of the buildings that were, I mean, they. Right. Right. Well,
2: honestly, though, we've never, we've only been there. I mean, we've been there a few times just to go, look at
0: the scenery but we never really investigated it because there's it's an outdoor right it's right freedom. exactly exactly, exactly. And then i mean i've heard the typical so, like that they have um you know like a miner and all that stuff but you know it was one of those like all mining towns it built up really quick yeah, and then yeah. when things moved off it just as quickly even if it was there for a couple of years and it just empties out because everybody goes off and, and i think it was maybe. only
1: there for like five years yeah five, it was
0: like a really short time period But like what you were saying, a lot of these places, they have a lot of like violence and uh, because everybody just pours in there, these miners and people wanting to make the money off the miners. And, you know,
1: our ex-mayor, Oscar Goodman, he was he was a mob attorney. And somebody asked him one time in an interview, you know, can you tell me about, you know, the bodies being buried in the desert around Vegas? And he said, no, I can't. All I can say is there's a lot of holes in Vegas.
0: I bet. I well, bet. <laughs> I mean, it, and it, this
2: town is growing, so you know yeah. they're going to come up with fine things out yes. here.
0: Well, yeah. I mean. I mean. Well, I, at least the thing out in the <laughs> desert <laughs> is we have the same thing out here in the Everglades, but the thing is in the desert, that, that preserves bodies a lot better, though. Yeah. You know, the uh, the dryness and stuff.
1: Yep, mummifies
0: but it's, yeah, that, let me ask you, have you ever had, Would you you've, have you ever been involved in a in a, an investigation where something followed you guys home or it was like,
2: yes.
0: what happened? <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, that yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, dude, let's not talk about that. What happened?
1: You can't see the room around us, but we have a lot of glass cases with all kinds of stuff, little trinkets yeah. that we've taken from investigations or been given to us or, mm-hmm. you know, we go to these. You know, old abandoned houses.
2: Well, you know, uh, since you know Light, like, have you heard of, uh, I'm assuming you heard of um, Goldfield, Nevada? Yes. Where, yes. Okay. Uh, well, we go there at least once a year for Goldfield Days. Our friends mm-hmm. um, actually own a building. The
1: John Escoff Bank. And that's a 1907 13,000 square foot uh, former bank, three stories with an unfinished basement. Okay. Um, and,
2: and then really just, down the street is Goldfield oh, oh, Hotel. Okay. So uh, two years ago, they were auctioning off doors from the hotel. So we we're like, ah, let's go get one, okay. got one. And then we got a few other items. And then probably I'm gonna say this past year, Yes. something that it was like, yeah, it was just very, I don't know something within our home, you can just feel it and just like energy change.
1: Yes. Yeah. So we were, my son and I were at each other's throats constantly. Right. And I was telling my wife something's here or something's here. And she's like, no, you guys are just on each other.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Like don't blame the ghosts. Right.
1: So <laughs> Diane, our, our, uh, she's a clairvoyant and we asked her to, to come and and cleanse the house, which she did. And she told us that there was an older gentleman here, um, that and a younger girl, and they were in our basement where we're sitting right now, and she said that he is very dominant over her, and that killed her. And this was tied to our Goldfield stuff. Whatever we have in here, she she couldn't pinpoint what they were tied to, but it had to do with Goldfield. And uh, the girl feels protected by me, so she stays close to me, and the man, trying to agitate the men in the house. And then she knew nothing about this. Okay. Uh, caused the men to be agitated, um, to, so that the girl would get away from me. Oh my God. She ended up moving them both on. And the interesting thing is,
2: that's funny when you said about like an accident down the street or something like that, there was another young gentleman that was attached to our son that I guess is. And uh, he just liked.
1: How- he liked his life.
2: Yeah.
1: He mm-hmm. told her. He goes. She was trying to move him on, and and he's like, "Do I have to go? You know, I really, I, I." He was jealous in a way of Dave's life. Yes. He's, well, he's got a great life. Yeah. So heard Dave just got with it. And he said, "You know, go ahead and move him on." So they moved him on, which we haven't had any experiences up there. Literally weeks prior months prior to uh bringing diane in um i would sit upstairs and i would we don't smoke but i could smell cigarette smoke really strong She could. she's sitting right next to me she she couldn't smell it but i'm like you don't smell it and she's She's like like, i don't smell it and it used to happen all the time so i was reading about phantom smells and and Mm -hmm. it's also a medical condition where you can have either sweet or or pungent uh, sense as you get older, and this could be a, yeah. a, a nerve, nervous system issue. So I was thinking, I'm getting older. That's got to be what it is, <laughs> right? But I'm getting this. And when Diane came in and and was telling us about this gentleman down here, she said, and I gotta tell you this, he reeks of cigarettes. Wow. He reeks of cigarettes. And I looked at Linda, and she's like, okay. And then <laughs> a, a, a week or so before that, you finally did, stand like- in the kitchen. She goes, okay, I'm smelling it now. I didn't, she did. Okay. Again, it was kind of neat confirmation because I knew something, I could smell it. I'm like, it smells like somebody's smoking. It was in the wintertime, so we didn't have windows open or anything like that. It was very strong.
0: Right, Right. and cigarettes has a peculiar smell that when you smell it, it's like. Mm Yeah, it's so obvious.
2: Yeah, and we're not smokers, so. you Right, exactly,
0: exactly well it's really funny now that you mention it it's this or this hasn't happened like maybe you this happened like maybe six months ago i'm in my office again me and my husband were not smokers never smoked and um a couple of times i would be sitting like where exactly where i'm at right now <clears throat> And all of a sudden i would start smelling smoke like cigarette and i'm like and i'm like you know when you almost like and i was like like not I want to say coughing but when you feel like you know like when you've actually inhaled smoke and you're like what and I was like what is this and I was I even got up a couple of times because our kitchen is way off like you have to walk way back to the kitchen it's out of line of sight and I said you know what the first time my my husband left the stove on he left you know it was like I walked back there thinking something's burning or what is this I mean even though it smelled like cigarette i'm like and i walk around and i poked my head outside again we have air conditioning on all my windows are shut but i was like this happened i want to say for maybe a couple of months it would just happen on and off and it was like this is really weird after a while i realized and it was like and i want to say even a couple of times you know when when you walk into a room where somebody's been smoking that there's just a little bit of mistiness that when you walk in and you kind of like And I even had that experience a couple of times and I was like, this is really weird. This is really weird. But, and then about two or three months ago, my husband tells me his dad passed away when when he was a little boy and his dad was 39 years old. And he had been a super, super, super heavy smoker, like a two pack a day, two, three pack. This guy was, uh, and he tells me, hey, you know what? Uh, I had this really weird dream with my dad. I said, yeah. And he goes, man, it, it it got me It in it. I was seeing him standing just surrounded by smoke. Like, like, you know, when somebody's been smoking, but there was just something about it that I just got scared because it was like, I, you know, like this, because sometimes, you know, when people dream of people that are deceased as family members, but in the dream, they're not dead. So you're not really scared. It's like, you right. know, you missed that part about that. They're dead. But in this one, he recognized, I'm seeing my dead dad, but he says that what really waked him out was that his dad was standing like in a big cloud of like cigarette smoke. Mm. And he just was like, man, I don't want to like, and I, would, that's when I told And by the way, I had not mentioned anything to him about my experience that I had been having on and off because it was like, and when he told me that, I said, okay, I'm going to tell you, I've been having these experiences for the last couple of months. And... I never said anything to you but I, to be honest with you i never made any connection whatsoever to his dad his dad passed back in like 1970 okay oh. i didn't even make it no connection whatsoever and i was like and i told him i said look some maybe something's going on with your dad and he was like well i don't want to know what it is you know he's <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> but yeah now that you said that thing about the cigarette smoke some that, that's what i'm saying you Especially if there's no smokers in the house. You absolutely can tell the difference when you smell that smell. Yes. Um and then it's
1: just a vinyl penion two weeks ago and when I got home a day or so later I was I could smell cigar smoke. hmm But uh, I'm like one. It could be stuck in my nose or something. Yeah. I don't know. I just talked it up to that.
2: So, uh, just real quick. So, you, are you still experiencing? The no, serious?
0: it's really or funny. You... After we had that conversation, because we were even thinking his mom is, um, she's got Alzheimer's. She's almost, she's really elderly. She's like in her late eighties, and she's been in hospice. And I even said, I wonder if your dad is trying to give you a heads up. Yes. But we had. But but the thing is that his mom has been kind of in uh, that state for already like maybe three years you know but then we i said well maybe something's imminent you know yeah. uh but no nothing's happened and after we had that conversation i haven't had that experience again i still don't i even asked him i said what's the i was thinking sig- significant date but then that's the thing it didn't happen once it didn't happen on a certain date it happened i want to say maybe twice a week that I would yeah. i it was like what and it was like and i would get that you know like um you know when the back of your throat gets irritated from smoke that's that's what it was like it was like okay i would and i was like i can't by the and also by the way i we live here like i live on three acres and everybody all the houses are really set apart so you can't even say for some reason somebody's standing in my neighbor next door neighbor <laughs> is smoking and somehow or other the is drifting yeah even though he would have to be puffing away like a mad person Right. i mean there's no you know plausible reasonable explanation why i would be smelling smoke or cigarette smoke like somebody smoking so it has stopped after i had that conversation with him it stopped and uh, i after what he told me i do think it was his dad now why i have no idea and um i mean there's a some of those things sometimes it's you just don't
2: know why there's always nah. gonna so. always
0: gonna be questions yeah yeah a lot of times things are not like and i tell people you know i've i've heard of a lot of people that they move into places they have experience they never know the reason for the haunting and they move out in other words there's no resolution it was like we moved out <laughs> it was like okay you know they they don't even have that moment like when you went back to your old house and you had that neighbor the, or the lady that moved in asking you that question yeah. they never they never it's like yeah man i i I, we live there and sometimes they put up with it for years. Other times it drives people out within months, Yeah, you know, and sometimes the most they'll get is they'll do a little bit of research and they'll find out. Yeah. You know, either house was rented or sold like continuously, like, yeah. And that's the only hint they got. Like, yeah, there's something there because people tend to like cut and cut and leave, like right away, like, forget it. We're out of here. Uh, and usually a haunting will do that. Uh, there was another one. Um, there was another group that I spoke to that they're uh, out of New Mexico in a little town called Belén. Okay. And um, they were telling me that they had a client that the, things started happening when uh, I think, again, it was like a crawl space underneath, and they found an old shoe and a couple of other things and when they brought the old they said you could tell it was like a really old shoe Uh, and they decided to keep it one of those things like oh this is so unusual it's an old old shoe (laughs) and they said that once they brought it into the house that was what opened the door for a bunch of stuff to start happening to them and it's incredible because all this time this thing was underneath the house in the ground it's just undisturbed right once they brought it into the house that's when things started happening uh and you think to yourself okay you know at what point you know and, and sometimes we get into that thing about attachments to inanimate objects like you know shoes <laughs> and that and that, we even, and i don't know if you've had that uh situation with any of your well you talked about obviously what what you guys brought back from the the goldfield hotel where I talk, I tell people you gotta be careful even from these curbside pickups or flea markets or garage sales. Yes. Sometimes you get that great deal, it's not such a great deal.
2: Yeah. Right? Well, we did um, with this this couple that we were just at, we did um, take a mirror. They asked us to remove this mirror because- it was left were... by the picture. Saw mm-hmm. Yeah. It's actually kind of a cool
0: mirror too. Why, because what they kept, uh, what. <laughs> this was they they kept seeing stuff or what there was an attachment to it and uh, yeah they were compelled
1: to get rid of it but
2: the wife
1: was afraid to get rid of it she she wanted to get rid of it because she didn't like where it was hanging she just got a feeling there okay
2: in a closet
1: and then they started feeling eerie in their bedroom started happening stuff started happening and she didn't want to go into the closet for anything. And she just felt that it was that weird. So I said, you know what? I think that's her senses, you know, telling her, worrying right. her. Right. She needs to feed that. Um, and they said, they're just going to throw it away. And I said, well, I, I have oddities like that in my in my my downstairs. Well, so. no, they
2: weren't mm-hmm. going to throw it away. And they were like, you want, we asked them if they wanted to remove it. Do you want us it?
1: to remove it? And they said, yeah, just please remove it. So we did. We, we had... Uh, uh, Diane. Diane Sage in, and before we brought her
0: into the house, but. right, 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 exactly. But and up. sometimes it's, yeah, it's just you're better off. You know, I tell people sometimes people don't pay attention to their intuition when they should,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and it's only. And let me ask: When you said that earlier, have you ever gone into an investigation that you realized once you were in there that was much darker than? Just a dead person, a regular old dead person, and you had to, like, say, okay, we're going to, this is, this is above our pay grade. Uh, yep. Referred it out to somebody that, uh, what happened with that? What, at what point, or what happened where you realized, wow, this is not a regular old dead person?
1: Some of those things that we farmed out, mm-hmm. the, the team that was supposed to handle it, they never gave us any follow up. Um, some of the people that they reached out to, they said they never returned their calls. Um, so yeah, we we uh, we never really got any answers on those. Which is out here, it's common, you know. And we get a lot of people that call us and back, <clears throat> and they're like, "Okay, well, let me talk to my husband." And we never hear from. You.
0: Oh yeah, no, no, no. I I, I when I was doing more <laughs> investigations frequently, I would have that where they call you initially. It's like, "Help, help! Come out yesterday, okay?" You know, and then by the time all of a sudden, it's like, what happened? What happened to the urgency of uh, I need we're you out wrong, here?
1: We're the wrong group for that. And I, I tell people that. I said, look, we're not going to rush out. We need to yeah. do some research before we ever go into your home. We need to meet with you. We'll do some baseline readings in your home. We'll talk to you, you know, again. Did
2: you get mm-hmm. that feeling? Yeah. You get that feeling too. Yeah, like we've you done said. it
1: long enough that when you go in there and you go, Okay, yeah, these guys are you know, when people start telling me that things are levitating in their house, um, <laughs> their children are flying across the room, you know, right away I'm like going, you know, uh Ripley's believe it or not, is who you need to be calling because I don't believe it. Right. I mean, like, yes, exactly. There, things happen. I've had rocks thrown. We used to do the uh the ghost hunts at Bonnie Springs, which uh-huh. is a, an old West Town here uh
2: Recently, recently got,
1: recently got sold and, and getting demolished, which is really sad. You want to talk oh. about? They're going to develop. That's, it's a very active good. place, and they're going to they're going to yeah. level it and develop it for
0: homes. Okay, wow. so that's a yeah. shame. But yeah, somebody's going to get. An well, interesting think, place to live.
2: It's going to be some yeah, money out there.
0: We've
1: had rocks thrown, and you know, those one, are
2: I well, can say, well, one time. I mean, this is probably the one time where. At Bonnie Springs, where we really had like activity,
1: going yeah, something on. that like, actually caught us off guard. And uh, that's uh, we,
2: we were we, so. during during October. We would have like uh, you know ghost hunts, like after midnight. I mean, because they had the Bonnie Springs, so there were that haunted houses. So the activity level was really high because so many Kids. hundreds of people went through there. Right. We were, and, and this time, the only two people stayed and showed up, and it was two women, two teachers. So it was kind of funny. So they were there. And but we
1: still do our hunts anyway, yes. even and if it's still money.
2: So we were, it's called the Wax Museum. We were in this one section. Um, the two ladies were in the left-hand corner of the, of the room. We were kind of at, like, this little auditorium-type right. thing. Brian was there. And then Joe, who was... Um, if you watch those adventures, Angry, you know, Joe. Angry Joe. Right. Then our son David was kind of to the right. And then there's these long wood benches, like eight, two eight feet long. No,
1: they're about 12 feet.
2: Yeah. And I'm sitting, actually, I'm at the end of the bench and I'm sitting down. And Brian has the ghost box going on. And then all of a sudden, the ghost box got so loud, like, like really wow. crazy. Brian's flashlight started um, pulsating. Yes, yeah, pulsating, and, and then, it's not one of those you can make pulsate. Right,
1: right. It was starting to flicker in my hand. So,
2: and then, and then,
1: at this very moment, there was like three or four things that happened at once. Yeah. So,
2: I was on the bench, and this never in my life have I had anything like you know how people remotely. say the 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 bed moved or this or something. Right. like Right. I was on the bench, and the bench moved. Oh, and it was like, it's all
1: old wooden floors, so they're kind of uneven. Right. So it was stuck and but when it dragged, it exactly. went, and it did it so fast with her on it. She was the only one on it. And what Joe and I heard was a growl.
0: Oh, my God. There you go, God. I was going to... We,
1: we think it was the sound of the bench on yes. the wood floor... That made it sound where we were sitting like it was a a growl. Yeah. And
2: then our son David, he he heard footsteps rushing up, on him, um, rushing on him, and then a rock was thrown. And it was in a matter of a like minute, Split second, yeah.
0: really. Yeah, and you then, know what? For yeah, that was everything. Yeah, for everything to happen like that, that something was. happening. Yes.
2: and then all of us were like, like it all happened, and then we're like, it stopped, and then we're like. Oh my God, you know, we got we're oh my, all excited, excited about excited.
1: it. And it was funny because the two the two guests that we had they're just they looking go, at they, they were looking at us and we go, Oh, we're starting to explain they said, You guys, you know how scary that is for us <laughs> to have the seasoned investigators. Yeah, I know. Exactly.
2: We totally forgot they were there. Yeah, it's like we were, we were like, like oh we're oh my God, Did you hear that? Did you see that? We're, we're all
1: talking about <laughs> it and stuff and they were just standing in the corner like, um hello. it was pretty but
2: cool. But I've never that was like the only time, I mean, I'm sitting on this bench and it
0: moved. That let me tell you I mean, you know, that takes a lot of energy. That takes so much energy to be able to do that. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised also that you said that that thing that you heard a growl, I wouldn't be surprised that that wasn't the that was a growl. Yeah,
1: and, and we, we couldn't discount it. The only thing we could think of because we tried to recreate. You know uh Those heavy. yeah there was no way to, to pull it with her sitting on the end of it right and i'm not saying anything about it. I'm just <laughs> talking physics here well. um yeah we tried to recreate was so it we were so
2: mad because we didn't have a recorder going off because, yeah. it because was, we
1: just walked in and it we were was just, just setting up and it
2: was just yeah. for the two guests you know it's more entertainment we're ghost hunting with them because that's what we would yes. do you know it was just kind of a bummer that we just didn't have that just to hear our reaction. And everybody
1: doctorate. was doing their own little thing when we got in there. Everybody was kind of setting up their own yeah. little thing, and then it it all happened, and everybody was just kind of freaking but out. Really,
2: that was like one. Yeah,
1: you know, it was like a you said it's
2: how many years, and you only have you can you can have just so many events you know that you're lucky to even have
0: those exactly exactly and that's and i tell them you know a lot of times it's the timing is like people exactly like what you're saying people are setting up or they've already broken their stuff down (laughs) you know (laughs) they're putting stuff away uh or it's just it just catches you unaware uh i was telling uh one time we were um you know sometimes we would all meet you know everybody would come in a separate car and um you know we would say you know we're not going to stand outside a client's house and talk but we would have like a little meeting and we'd say let's let's go meet at the parking lot of the Burger King or the gas station whatever and let's do like a 10 minute like what did you get what did you get and then everybody go home and I remember one time we we did that it was like really late I want to say it was maybe like 1 in the morning it was really quiet we pulled into this like one of these um gas stations with a little quick mark thing but there was nobody there it was like empty it was and we're just like okay you know we're talking and we just you know we have pulled our cars in and we're just standing outside of our cars talking and i remember all of a sudden no we, we had two situations one time we were there and all of a sudden we hear what sounds like a conversation of several people talking but you couldn't make out what they were saying and you know like all of a sudden you're talking and you're not not paying attention to it but then all of a sudden you could tell we all like stopped talking and it was like man what and we're looking around because the parking lot had been like empty. It was like, and you could tell there was like a dumpster over there. There was, it was like, and we're like, where's it coming from? And we're like, you can tell we're all looking around like, where's this group of people that are talking that we're overhearing? And we're like, fry and fight is there a big, like a, where? No explanation for what that conversation was. Okay. Wow. And again, it was one of those things where, we all became aware of it, and and we all said, but did you, and it sounded like like at least three people. It was like a murmur of voices, but we could never make out what the conversation was, and we all said, did you, and it was like, everybody had the same thing, and there was another time, same thing, you know, after an investigation, we had pulled in and we're talking, and all of a sudden we hear a thumping coming from, thumping or like from the trunk of one of the vehicles. Okay? Like something moving in there, like and i remember we all looked at each other we looked at the girl that it was her car like man when did you lock in the trunk of your car (laughs) you know and she's looking at us like "Ah," like ah and we're like you need to open your trunk and you know she was like because we're not opening it. it's your trunk you're opening it and sure enough she opened it there was nothing in there and when we were sitting there okay she you know she just had this you know stuff that people usually carry in the trunk of their car Mm-hmm. But there was nothing in there. I mean, it is sound that I want to say for lack of a better. It was almost like something's alive that's in there. You know, when something's stuck in a small space. And then she, you know, she, you know, she was totally wigged out, totally wigged out. And then all of a sudden she like, I remember she goes, this was around the time, you know, when the Beanie Babies were like really the big thing, the big deal. And she had a couple of them that she put, I guess, on the dashboard of her car and she's like she goes ah she's i remember she goes like into her car we had and we were like okay what we were like all of a sudden she comes bolting out of her car she's like the beanie babies the beanie babies that i had on my dashboard they're on the they're on the floor of the car we're like the what the what you know (laughs) (laughs) because we were like you know it was like one of those things that everybody heard it and again you're not expecting it and as a matter of fact that's I tell everybody, this is where I learned to make sure that before I left an investigation, I smudged down my vehicle. Because absolutely stuff does sometimes try to hitchhike with you home. Uh, and it was, again, things that, it wasn't scary per se in the sense of it wasn't horrible or anything. It was just so unusual. But my point being, none of us had any type of equipment running. <laughs> and we did we had nothing we were just standing around uh just having a conversation and so the last thing we expected was to have that happen we were like totally unprepared right because you left the home you went no we left the home they don't
1: know it
0: right and this was like a 10 minute like hey yeah okay well did you do that what do you think okay well we're fine okay look everybody go home you know get on your way so yeah sometimes with paranormal investigators the the most you got is the other person hopefully that's with you (laughs) that experienced the same thing and you kind of like what did you see or what did you hear what did you feel and then you kind of coincide and you realize you like what mass hallucination right but yeah the the sometimes the stuff is there but like you were saying earlier what really matters is that you yourself you understand what you experienced and that's really at the end of the day you know like like, even if I don't ever capture proof or convince whatever the person that doesn't want to be convinced, I know that the experience I had was legitimate. Yes. And contrary and to what a lot of people, ghost hunters, most ghost hunters have a really high bar as far as what they'll accept as valid proof.
1: Which I think is good.
0: Well, yeah, no, a lot of times people think that because you do paranormal investigations, you'll take anything. And it's like, no, on the contrary. You know. You have to – and we,
1: we have uh, Jason on our team. He's a he's actually a science teacher, and now he's a dean for, for our county school district. And he, he's the uh, skeptic. He's our he's a tech guy, but he's also a skeptic. Right. And, I mean, if something happens, we all – we're on the floor. We're, you know, wherever we need to go to figure out what this would be. And, I mean, that's rule number one. You have to figure out, can you recreate it? Right. Can you create it again on your own by, you know, opening or closing a door, creating a draft or mm-hmm. suction or any of that stuff? Did the air conditioner kick on? Um, if you you, you got to do due diligence. It's too often that we um, see stuff or hear stuff. People will, will ask us to look at stuff, and I tell them I wasn't there. Right. I wasn't there. I, I I would be doing your evidence if, if that's what you're calling it. I I would be doing it an injustice. To make any any judgment on it, because I don't know what the atmospheric conditions were, I don't know right. where the location is, what the weather, you know, all these different things that play in yeah. to to what could possibly
2: be. And they always think they caught something. Everybody. Yes. Everybody.
0: And, and 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 again, and I'm gonna again I'm gonna blame you know the paranormal shows, because I'm gonna sure. say you know. Once upon a time, people were like, as a matter of fact, they would keep it to themselves, like the haunted house. You didn't want anybody to, you know, know you were having experiences. Uh, You know, it was like, uh, but people and and, in reality and I'm how can I say it? Depending also on what's happening. Sometimes, like I said, if it's residual eh, or if it's not. But sometimes people don't realize, man, do you realize that if what you want to have happen for it to be a legitimate haunting is not really a good thing? You should be happy. If a team goes in there and says, by the way, you know what? You moved that piece of furniture, and now that draft you're feeling is the, you know, maybe it was blocking a draft of, you know, and that's what's causing that or, you know, whatever it is that they're saying, that phenomena. That's that It's it's logical. You know, there's nothing paranormal here. A set of people going, oh, thank God. They're like, oh, no, no. I c-. Yeah. I'm
1: pretty sure. You guys, I don't think you did it right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
0: think yes, I it. yes. Yeah. It's yes. really weird, and I
1: think again the popularity of the shows, um, and mm-hmm. and what they're what they're putting out, it it's you know because I get questions in my field where we work, you know people are always telling us about what happened in their house. We mm-hmm. say everybody has a story, everybody right. has a story. So right. sooner or later, even the hardest skeptic will come up and say, "Okay, I got to tell you what happened this one time," and they have this story. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. It's just, I don't know where I was going with that. (laughs) Well, you know know. what?
0: I'll I'll tell you what. You know who the exceptions to that rule are? People like you guys. People that grew up in a truly legitimate haunted house. And because they were a kid or for different circumstances, couldn't move out. In other words, they were like, God. Those are the ones that are not anxious unless it really truly is a, a a true paranormal they're they're not really looking for it to find have a ghost because they know what that's like it's like nah man i I already been there done that and it's not fun especially if it has any type of darkness or malevolence behind it they're they, they're not they don't want to have the 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 reveal which is like yeah you do have a ghost it's like oh shoot crap i don't want that you know yeah uh, some yeah. people hispanic
1: communities like that yeah Hispanics went out they want it out yeah it's
0: like yes exactly exactly and um yeah but I, and I and I don't know that sometimes I think people also nowadays they they don't know how to claim their space as far as their houses you know what I'm saying they're they give it away too easy yep. uh instead of saying hey you know this is your house it's your house so tell the dead person you can start off by saying you're dead in yeah. case in case they're one of these that missed the memo about the your dead part you know (laughs) because you know there's a lot of them out there you know that if it is a true haunting they might be confused they you know they might have died violently maybe uh, under medications anesthetized whatever they miss the the uh your transition but they're still self-aware and they're just looking like somebody tell me what happened uh or i can't remember to yeah i mean there's a lot of theories as to what's involved when a person you know gets stuck or it's earthbound, but yeah, um, I find that, I, I think it's good because it's more mainstream and more people are willing to talk about it. But the flip side of it is sometimes people are too eager to have a haunted house and it's like, eh, not really, you know. And yeah. uh, I'm sure are, you yeah. I'm sorry,
1: go ahead. People are too quick to know, they're like, oh, I watched Annabelle or I watched, these are all based on, reported stories you know whether they're true or not nobody truly knows and it's
2: mm-hmm. a movie. it's a movie
1: so they it's entertainment
2: you know, yeah i always right. like
1: to pull out a picture of the real annabelle and i said this is the real annabelle it's and a they're raggedy like, end. they're like that's a raggedy end and i go that's the real annabelle
0: yeah, uh-huh.
1: <laughs> they portrayed it that's a great that's a great example of what hollywood does to reality right to right. it scarier and that's what that's what all these shows do. A lot of them glamorize, you know, demons. Everything's demon. Everything's demon. I'm they don't exist. I'm saying they're very rare. These oh, instances.
0: And, and this is the thing that like the the difference is that like you said, when you go see a horror movie, you get scared, but then the lights go up and it's it. You go home. Ah, oh, it's yep. just a movie. Okay, let me get back to real life. But if you do have something in your house, where do you what are you gonna do? You're living there. You know, uh, if you've got a family, if you got kids, it's like, okay, you can't say, I don't want to do this anymore. It's like, oh, uh, how about, have you, I mean, I'm sure maybe you have, have you run across people who, for lack of a better word, dabbled or invited stuff in yep.
1: yeah. and then
0: they changed their minds after they realized the reality of doing that?
1: When they were younger, they did it when they were younger and something followed them the whole time and mm-hmm. they're not more aware of it because it's. You know, either getting frustrated, you're yeah. not paying attention, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little bit more um loud or whatever. Yeah. And now you're starting to pay attention. Then you go, oh yeah, I remember when I was in my 20s. You know, we you know had this big satanic uh, and, yeah. and candles and stuff. I forgot. Yeah, about. yeah, I forgot. About. Yeah, we get we get that a lot. You know, people yeah. doing well, that kind of stuff. or
2: you know just the phone they use the apps on the phone or they go buy Mm -hmm. the equipment if they don't understand what they're doing they could be inviting
1: something in and that's what people think it's just a ouija board no ouija board was a tool it's what you were using that tool for that is the problem so if you're using your phone in that manner or you know a shoe and you're saying you know i want you to manifest because of the shoe or whatever you call it a spirit you may get something you don't want
0: so it can happen sword, with
1: a lot sword. of different ways, not just a Ouija board or, you know, whatever.
0: Right, right. And and I tell people a lot of times, you, you know, you could be collateral damage. You could just be there looking and you still yeah. could get an attachment or get something just, even yeah. if you were just there hanging out like, Oh, I wonder what's going to go on. You know, yeah. Sometimes you just talk about wrong place, wrong time. Uh, the shows,
1: you know, people are a little bit more, you know, Oh, that, you know, I saw Jason and, grant, you know, trying to talk to the spirit. So let's, you know, we, they get together and they try it in their home. They can conjure up something, something can enter their home that they didn't
2: expect. So. That's how come I will you know, I just don't want to investigate our home or, or even when we get new equipment, it's never done at our home always like okay if we have some work going we take our
0: stuff and we do it there it's never in our right because you're you're (laughs) extending yeah you're trying you might be testing it but how do you test it it's trying to communicate and sometimes yeah you're like there's a lot of there's a lot of earthbound spirits that are not bound to a place right they're you know they're free floating they're and all you need to do is you know they you might just be wanting to see does this equipment work or how does it work and they're like hey yeah
2: and
0: then yeah, people don't realize that it could sometimes it could be that easy. Not to make anybody paranoid, but that's safe. But it
1: can be. It's gotta yes. be done. It's gotta be done in, in a safe manner. Yeah. And, and that's yes. yes, that's the dangerous part of people that newly the newbies that get into this field because, oh, you know, gosh. they want to get a show or they wanna get famous or whatever, you know, they they go in, you know, we, we met a team, a local team that was starting up and they asked us to come talk um, at one of their meetings, which we did. And, uh, you know, they right away, they're like, oh, no, I like to provoke. And I go in and, and I do this and I demand and all that stuff. And we were just kind of like, <laughs> we got turned off right away. We're like, okay, these guys are, they're going to need help yeah. on the road because they're going to, yeah. they're going to something attached that they, do harm. they can't get rid of it. The same yeah. guy was on yeah. Facebook not too long ago. He said that he was involved in a case that, that was, uh, appeared to be demonic. And he, sh- he took a picture of a book. It, it wasn't, I'm trying to think, it was a ritual uh, exorcism, ritual book. Right. For, for use by clergy. Mm-hmm. And, he, and yeah, so I'm, I'm reading up so I can handle these things. And I'm like, wow, you can just read this book and you're no, You're going to know how to deal with this?
0: Yeah, sure. You go right ahead and you do that. You're going to get yeah. a big old bullseye on your head from the from yes. things you don't want. But yeah. Mm-hmm. People, I had um, had another guest. He had a group out of uh, Washington State, and he told me how one time his group they they uh, one of these old uh, you know hospital asylum things you know, and they were one of the first few teams that they were allowing to do like an overnight investigation, and he says that him and a buddy went to the part where that was like the third floor. This is where they kept like the worst of the worst in the asylum. In other words, these were the homicidal uh, people that, you know, you couldn't even let them be with other patients. Right. And he said how, I mean, obviously this whole area already had a history of being haunted because it was a really old place. And I'm like, I'm not surprised of course, but he says that at the end of this hallway, he sees what he described as a shadow man, Kind of figure with red eyes and he did something really stupid he, comf- he provoked it he confronted it and he said okay you know this is something and he says the next thing you know they had they were staying they were camping out close by on the grounds because apparently this place is like in a really rural area uh, where it's situated at and he says that first thing one of their team members saw something in the woods that quit that same day said i'm out of here i don't want to be on this team wouldn't say what that person saw in the woods
2: wow.
0: and he says that after that he says he went into a year-long depression the whole team broke up everybody went their own way and when we spoke when i was having uh, talking to him it was like he was just getting the another team back together and everything was fine he was he was doing okay and um but then he's telling me i'm applying to go back and i'm like okay all right okay that's crazy but again this is when people they i tell them you know and i want to say i want to put on the men because sometimes men do sometimes that confrontation provoking thing and sometimes especially if it's thin air and it's like when you really don't know what you're dealing with okay because maybe it is a, just a dead guy A human dead guy but you really in reality don't know you know what it is that you're coming up against are you talking an elemental are we talking on a human entity a demonic something that's going to take that confrontation provocation as an invite to oh you want to want to dance we're gonna dance and that's why when I asked you earlier about people you know doing that provocation confrontation thing that sometimes they have no idea what a pandora's box that could be when it comes to the the supernatural i tell them you know what and stuff like this doesn't work like like you were saying oh you know people are levitating or my kids flying across it starts to unravel their lives kind of slowly you know uh and then when you start you know if they ever get to the point where they're asking for help you go back to the point of origin and it is a situation like that we get bored uh, I went on an investigation and I wanted to provoke, confront because nothing was happening and, you know, I was going to have the the, the last, first and last word and it's like, nah, not a Never. smart thing. Good yeah. advice for any newbie um, or wannabe uh, uh, investigators out there yeah. that uh, if you really don't know what it is or, or worst case scenario, if you ever come across something, you really think, man, I'm out of my depth retreat (laughs) you know retreat retreat and get uh either come back with help or refer them to um to maybe somebody like you said that that's what they specialize in
1: we tell people all the time you know they're they a lot of people always email us they want to join our group Mm -hmm. we're not accepting new members but i always tell them they go can you give me any advice on becoming a ghost hunter or a ghost or a carnival investigator i tell them read Get as many books as you can on the subject, and and just read them because you you have to know what you're dealing with. You know, you don't go buy a gun and then right. walk into the hunt. Yeah, there's exactly. rules and regulations, and there's there's safety. Safety is is just as important in our field as it is in hunting. Yes. you know, deer or whatever it is that you do, um, and, and people don't seem to understand that. And that's yeah. when they see the shows, and they're like, "I'm going to go provoke, and I'm going to do this thing, and yeah. you know, I'm gonna big man on campus." And guess what? You're not. You're going to end up in a bad way. Oh well,
0: yeah, you but get... they, they don't realize that these shows—they go roll in there, and then after a few days, they gather all their things, and they're off. They're they're not there. They don't stay behind in that in that uh, home or in that location. They're gone. They're off to their low net, other you know whatever they're they're going to be filming. So sometimes they. They're not there to witness what they might have stirred up.
1: Correct. Correct.
0: And sometimes they do. Sometimes I know that behind the scenes, sometimes they have their own experiences, but a lot of times they just, you know, they, they, they kind of like it, but it's, but it looks good on TV. (laughs) Onto the neck. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, of course. But anyway, guys, I want to thank you so much for spending this time with me. You guys have been absolutely wonderful and i want to ask you for my podcast listeners what is your website
1: our website is elite
0: okay and i'm gonna have that link in the credits of the show so let me ask you do you guys have uh any projects anything coming up that you're going to be doing um i know you were saying that at one point Sing you were doing the ghost hunting uh like the you know taking people around
2: um actually um here soon hopefully august we will be having a live talk show at binion's casino it's going to be perfect
1: yeah (laughs) it's going to be called talking paranormal okay great
2: be the host we will have guests um it's an hour long show okay in the apache uh showroom showroom. and then afterwards there's also a ghost hunt as well
0: uh, oh really that you is know. fantastic. Do you got a, a date yet, or just in August? You're not sure yet when you're going to launch it.
2: I want to say August. I would love August. to give you the date, but we're just going to. It say looks like August. it's
1: going to be August 10th. Yeah. Okay.
2: Be and okay. we're actually
1: we're actually sitting in the the set. This yeah. is oh. What the, okay. These are the this yeah. the setup. Wow.
0: Yeah. That so is we're, great.
1: We'll be at the patchy Showroom, and it'll be the second Saturday of every month.
0: That is fantastic. Congratulations, man. That's a great idea. That is a fantastic idea. And I imagine maybe you have some Halloween stuff because that's always the month that everybody's like. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And we used to do the Las Vegas Paracon, which was a huge undertaking. And uh, uh, we, we we let that go after uh, a few years. But, you know, we made a lot of friends in the in the industry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, shows and stuff. So we're going to. You know, when we get to a point where we can bring those people out and have them as guests on the show, that's what we're
0: going to do. That is fantastic. That is wonderful, guys. Again, congratulations and the best of luck. And uh I'll be touching base with you guys because I would love to have you guys back so you could tell me what, you know, about your talk show and about other experiences you guys have had. Absolutely. We'd love to do
2: it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Thank you very much. You've both been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. There we go. So, are they an interesting group of people or what? I think they're fantastic. Personally, God, that's great. So, I've been anybody out in Vegas replying to visit Vegas in August. You know, you might want to check the dates that you're going because that sounds like talk about the paranormal and then have a ghost hunt. now see that's that's what i call a, an interesting evening and like again they've been around for a while 2008 we're talking here 11 years okay and um you know this is what i tell everybody as far as uh you know well i mean besides the fact that obviously that you know they're married but you know the the, the team but still uh, that they've persisted in it because it's not the the fact whether it's the that people persist in doing paranormal investigations one of two things happens one they either get bored because it's not as exciting as you know people see on TV uh, or um, and I think this is really good especially for p- teams that are smaller whether you're talking it's just a family unit or two people where, Especially, well, it, you get more selective about the um, about the cases that you're willing to take, okay. And the reason I say this is that uh, people don't realize that you know that sometimes when you're brand new and you just started, um, you know, and, and you and you you, you want to take just about any case, you know, you 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 want to go out there and. Uh, have that experience, uh, you know, even if it turns out to be nothing, you still want to have that experience. Um, and then you realize, you know, after a while that you do this for a bit, you, like they said, they you start picking and choosing either the person uh, who you, let's say, pre-interview something just doesn't seem right to you for whatever reason, either they're too over the top or um, just something is off, something is wrong that you could say, you know what, this is not really, um, this is going to be a waste of time. And uh, that's one of the good things also when you have a smaller team that you pick and choose. Do I really want to do this investigation? Do I really want to go out there and you know put my effort into it you know whether it's the equipment if there's any travel involved and um and in a way it's not bad to be choosy you know you it it, like i said everybody's really eager when you start doing this at the very beginning that you know you go into a lot of cases and i've said it before when it comes to paranormal investigations yeah you watch the shows and you read books but there's nothing like field work and a lot of the like and everything it's not just paranormal investigations where you really really learn is from doing the legwork the field work the boring investigations the ones where there's nothing there the ones where the if you capture anything it's minimal at best and um you know sometimes you have an opportunity to return to some places and sometimes you don't depends on what the location is or if the homeowner and um and i'll be perfectly honest with you there's some times that you will go let's say let's let's say it's uh somebody's house and The time you go, little or nothing happens. Little or nothing happens because just that's the way the supernatural is for whatever reason. Uh, And you capture very little evidence. And, you know, after maybe you review your stuff and even your own personal experience. Like I said, you don't. I've been to investigations where, I mean, I knew something was going on. My body was like wigging out, giving me all the signs that I know. When I looked at the evidence, it was like nothing 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 captured, or the other way around you don't get anything when you look at the evidence it's like wow, wow that this that that was happening but anyway let's say at the end of the day you you come back to this client and you tell them, look we captured little or no evidence we're not saying there's nothing here we're not saying you're like guess what sometimes they're so um bent on getting evidence or confirmation that they don't even let you come back a second time they run off and they try to get another group because for whatever reason uh they 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 want answers right away or they want you to identify or they want you to get proof and same thing could happen with another group or maybe the timing on the other group is great my point being that sometimes you don't have the luxury of being able to return to some location and actually capture more evidence again to say, yeah, you know what, what you're talking about, we were able to capture evidence for you. Um, it's 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 a very weird dynamic that goes on there, and again, a lot of this you kind of prejudge when when you have a little bit of experience and you talk to clients. That's what I'm saying. When you pick and choose, am I going to see this client? Am I going to try to help this client? What are their expectations? What do they want me to do for them? And that's a very important question. What what at the end of this, you know, what do you want from us? If, if let's say, what what are you looking for? You know, is it? Do you, do would you want to get rid of? I mean, <clears throat> what's what's going on here? Um, and that will give you a really good indicator of do I want to proceed with this case? And if you're a smaller group and you need to pick and choose your cases, this is this is the point where you say yay or nay. You know, and you either pass on it or even recommend them or refer them to somebody else, depending on the answers that you get to that question. What do you want from us? What are your expectations? What do you expect at the end of everything to happen? And I want to tell you something. I've been on investigations where it's, it's not really been something really horrible maybe some a little bit of residual thrown in and you know blessings are done there's smudging and other stuff and stuff doesn't stop okay and we'll get you know we get back to that thing that i talk about that sometimes people think in a poof that just because you get a paranormal team to go in there and do some type of blessing or house blessing or smudging or even clergy uh that, that that's it and it's not like that some a lot of times this is something that they need to carry on themselves and then it just little by little it recedes it recedes and i want to say if it's residual or energy based like just memories that are in place there they kind of start like peeling away they start disappearing you know whether it's the smudging or prayers or blessings um if you've got an intelligent haunting you know you might have an entity that the beginning is really stubborn and does not want to leave it might be aware that it's that they're deceased, they just don't want to leave. Ownership, afraid of the afterlife. If you've got somebody that doesn't not aware that they're dead, they're kind of confused, but it's like this is what I know, whatever, I've been here, I've been hanging out with his family. And but even after you know, when the family still does their own thing afterwards, there comes a point where what you do maybe that entity has like i want to call it a moment of clarity little by little where all of a sudden one of two things depending how long this person might have been deceased maybe they had forgotten who they were what happened to them little by little their memory comes back or maybe maybe they died under circumstances they didn't want to die maybe they were young You know, uh, or they didn't think it was fair. They got sick. They're kind of stuck in a loop of it's not fair. I'm not dead. I'm not dead. And it's like almost when that family where it exists in, you know, not what we see with our eyes, you know, like in a metaphysical space, it almost allows that entity to gain a clarity or an acceptance of what is really happened to them. And once that happens, it allows them to kind of see when maybe their loved ones come for them you know sometimes you know when a person is so caught up in you know in their head and they don't want to see what's in front of them i want to say that this is what happens sometimes with these ghost uh, earthbound entities and it's almost like when people pray for them uh you you know you smudge you have blessings and you're telling them you be on your way peace be with you that all of a sudden is like a process like all of a sudden they they might start thinking you know what Maybe I am dead, you know, maybe, or they start having memories maybe of what happened and, and almost, they almost allowed sometimes to actually, and I think that once they come, start coming around to it, let's say, let's, let's go with the, um, scenario that you've got an entity that didn't want to accept they were dead, suspected it, but never want to accept it. Like, you know, one of those things that if I say, yeah, then it'll be so, and then what, um, and it's almost like when you have critical mass, you know, when you push on something heavy, and at the beginning it doesn't feel like it's moving, and then all of a sudden it moves. You dislodge it. You have you've reached critical mass. It's, a, it's the same thing, where you get to that point where that soul, something happens little by little, where there's acceptance. With that acceptance comes the ability to maybe see when loved ones come for them and say, "Come, come with us. It's okay. Don't nothing to be afraid of." We've been trying to get you to come over for a long time you know the letting go the shedding of what i call the ego which is i'm gonna be okay if that was let's say it was where they lived i don't need the house anymore because you know all those concerns that we have as live human beings they don't matter anymore and you realize it so leaving everything behind doesn't doesn't really matter you know sometimes including that feeling let's say of being earthbound like oh why did i die it wasn't fair or i shouldn't have died when i was young or why did i get sick or you know i'm just this is for instances but all those things that people get stuck in the loop it's like it's not fair it's not fair why 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 all of a sudden there's like a, a letting go like a surrender of you're never going to have a reason as to why you experience certain things it doesn't matter anymore so that's why I'm saying that a lot of times I'm going to say this again because um you know I, I look at all the shows and uh, about the only one that I see that actually gives people homework kind of in a way even though sometimes the outcome is kind of drastic is The Dead Files with Amy Allen where she kind of leaves a to-do list for the people even though in her cases some of the hauntings pretty extreme and you know, I'm sure in some cases she's telling people you got to move out. Which, by the way, I I understand that she's giving it to them with both barrels. But let me tell you something. Sometimes that's not a viable option for somebody. Okay? And can you imagine you've already been experiencing probably something horrific. Because believe me, if at the end of the show she's telling you, you need to move. <laughs> usually would be you've been experiencing this pretty bad. But then to be told, oh by the way, uh, I wouldn't even try to. Th- th- there's nothing here that I can really tell you to do to make it better because this is this place is like, forget it. You know your best bet is that you need to get yourself out of here, you and your family, because I think to myself, God, that's got to be such a dilemma, especially if you've got children that you want to, and you now you're scared this because if you were scared before now. You've had somebody come in there and tell you, oh, by the way, yeah, and uh, I'm confirming that everything, and what's been causing all these things is this and this and this, and probably maybe something non-human, and and then you can't move away because just financially, let's say, you can't. You can't. That has got to be such a horrible feeling, and that's the only part that sometimes I have a big disagreement with about as far as that show goes, uh, because um i recognize that sometimes as a matter of fact i suspect more families than not do not have the luxury of being able to move away or it would be like i need to sell my house before i can move because if not i don't sell this house and i'm not i can't walk away from my house or i don't have the money you know i've sunk what little money into a deposit and my landlord is not going to accept the uh, your ho- this house is haunted as a way to break the lease and give me back my deposit or whatever. So I'm stuck, okay? Uh, that's the only time that I, you know. But again, the point being that she's about one of the few ones that I've seen in the shows that actually give people homework to do uh, and kind of puts it back on them the responsibility of what you need to do to clear this place or, you know, even though a lot of times she'll say, you know, you need to bring in this type of uh, person, either a medium or shaman or whatever, to come and work with what's here, you know, Uh, that's another thing, (laughs) you know, I guess depending, that's that's another thing, you know, depending on what part of the country you live in, what if you live in this small to mid-sized town my point being that the kind of person that she's saying you need to have come and help you is like not around here not even close <laughs> like what do you do you know maybe a psychic yeah most uh, you could probably entice a psychic they been more common eh? but what if you get like some weird like tell her you know you need to bring in this type of person and you're like uh, yeah i wish but where do i get where do i find a person like that and willing to come and help that's another thing so yeah but if you read my last book that i put out supernatural safety paranormal diy guide i explain a lot of stuff that you can do there on your own before during and after when you suspect that you've got paranormal stuff going on don't become so disempowered uh or you know, throw up your hands and say, oh, that's it. I'm, you know, I'm doomed. I'm never, you know, my life is never going to be the same again. Uh, not really. Uh, there's a lot of things that you can do. And in the book, I specify which of the couple of situations where it's like, stop. Don't do anything yourself. You need to get help. You know, this, if this and this and this is happening, then you need to get help. And even then, and even then, okay, there's a difference between, I'm going to actively try to get a, rid of this entity versus i'm going to do spiritual self-care or protection for myself and believe it or not sometimes that pushes stuff away it pushes them out it diminishes activity okay the thing is you can't become complacent and say oh it's gone or "Oh, it stopped or it slowed down because what, what will happen is it will pick up steam again so it's you know if you need help you need help but there's a lot of stuff that you can and should do and like i say you know what whoever you get in there whether it's clergy or paranormal group they're going to be there for a few, uh, one day a few hours whatever the one that's living there is you and your family or whatever the case might be so that there's things believe me helplessness is you know of things that you could do as a matter of fact um in some cases, let's say, let's say you get to, let's say, let's go down with a scenario where, ah, whatever's here is really dark. And I've gotten, maybe I've already had clergy come over, blessings and saging and, uh, and all it does is slow it down. But whatever's here is like, ah, but I but I, I, in other words, and even if I could, I just don't want to live in this place anymore. I just do not want to live here anymore, even if it gets cleared because I just I've got PTSD for this place, you know. I I, I don't want to stay here anymore. I've heard that sometimes stuff like this that some of the recommendations and have in the book, it almost like allows you to put that house and sell it. Because I have had a lot of cases where people will say that they've been trying to get rid of property and they can't sell it. Because whatever is happening there, whatever is there, which of course is intelligent. This is not gonna happen with a residual haunting almost blocks the sale of the house and you could ask yourself which i don't have the answer to how they can manipulate things but yeah Uh, but there's stuff that you could do to slow it down to kind of like push it back so that you could get the sale of the house done have people come and look at it and of course you know i know every state has different laws pertaining to disclosure on haunted houses so that's something you would have to look up depending on where you live so you can get the hell out of dodge so the point being go buy my book <laughs> anyway guys thank you so much for being part of my audience you are wonderful I hope you like this interview go visit them I'm going to have a credit uh, link to in the credits of the show and I've got a lot of fantastic guests coming on so make sure you subscribe you get notifications wherever it is that you're finding us whether it's on YouTube or any of the podcast platforms, make sure to no, get notifications, and that way you're on the up and up with every show that we, I put out. Take care.